a little bit different background and scene on today. Uh, I was busy and uh, my usual setup uh, is not quite there. Happy Father's Day. Derek Fletcher with Yes and Amen, Pastor Derek Fletcher. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers today. Without fathers, there'd be no structure. Without fathers, the vision of reproduction and provision and protection would go uh, uh, lacking uh, or insufficient. Not to say that ladies aren't good providers or good protectors, but they nurture, they show love. Men are designed uh, to to be uh, different and wired. So I thank God for men that are fathers and men that aren't. Father someone, structure someone, help someone, advise someone along the way. Father, we thank you for your word on today. And hopefully... Uh, we aren't going to be before you long. And I say, hopefully, uh, we don't want to prolong uh, things. We just want to share what the word of God says, referencing him and referencing uh, the choices and the the decision mechanisms that we make. And so, God, we thank you for your word and your loving kindness, your tender mercy on today. In Jesus' name we pray. On today, real quick, uh, man of God, men of do you hear God and obey? It should be men of God. I was typing too fast there. So what we have here uh, from the sentence structure of of Hebrews 11 and 8, Abraham by faith, when he was called by God, obeyed. Amen. He, He was called by God. He heard God. He obeyed. He didn't ask any questions. And then uh, obeyed by going to the place where he was to receive as an inheritance. (laughs) He obeyed God. He went to the place so they can receive an inheritance. And he went not knowing where he was going. So from the natural sense of things, he didn't know where he was going. He just obeyed God. He went. And from his spirit, he had to trust God. And in Genesis, talks about how he wavered not. He staggered not at the promises of God. And so we just want to deliver a simple slide, hopefully, Father's Day message about Father's and fundamentally what fathers should be doing um, and how they should execute. You see then in the example of Abram, he heard the voice of God. Not only did he hear the voice of God, but he took it as the right place and the right thing of order. And so he obeyed God and in Hebrews, 11 and 8, it says that he, he staggered not, and, and he staggered not at the promise. Well, it didn't say that in Hebrews 8, but it said it in Genesis. And so why is Abraham the father of many nations, but the father of faith? <coughs> he heard the voice of God. 
He took it as the right position. Then he acted out and he was obedient. And so men of God on today and in this present age, we are to act in the things of God and we are to move in the things of God. And, and I'm going to uh, update that here, right here. I don't like that right there. So, so we need to operate, right? Men of God. Men of God. Do you hear God and obey? We must obey God. We must hear him. Amen. Men of God, do you hear God and obey? All right. I didn't I didn't like that. So we had to we had to get in there and change that. And so Abraham was a man who was detail oriented and and men are detail oriented down to to the side, the cut, the shape um, relative to those terms. Uh, and so what makes Abraham great and what what uh, are some of the things that we can pull from him and his case? So I have a scripture that I want to talk about. It's in Revelations and it, it talks about, uh, and, and who, who are we going to hear from? Who are we going to study? Who are we going to reference? And so it says here in the King James Bible, it says, behold, I stand at the door and knock, right? So he was knocking, right? God was knocking at Abraham, was knocking, knocking, and he heard it. Right. And when he heard it, well, his father, he was knocking on Abraham's father, Tara. They said he delayed it. He was slow. So I believe that he heard from God, too, but he just he just didn't move. And so in Revelations, it talks about, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Revelations three and 20. Right. If any man hear my voice and open the door, right? You got to hear the voice. And so Abraham was where he heard from God on a daily basis because he was out with him. He was out looking at the stars. He was out looking at the, the beach, uh, the sand on the earth. And so, so God was with him. So he understood, he recognized, he knew the voice of God. Men, you need to hear the voice of God. Well, how can you hear the voice of God? It comes with practice, comes with every relationship, right? It's, it's the vertical relationship with God, prayer, moments of quietness, moments of listening, but then understand the character of who God is. And, and so to a degree and to a point, Abraham, Abraham understood the character of God. And so it tells us here in the scripture, if any man should hear my voice and open the door. Well, you got to recognize who the voice is and you can't recognize it if you don't have that relationship, if you don't have that daily uh, uh, reflection, if you don't have that daily, um, and, and no more arms, if you don't have that personal interaction and you got to have a introspective moment where it's you understanding 
that I'm going to live for God. I'm going to obey God. I'm going to serve God. Amen. And, and that's where we're at. That's what we have to do. It says, and open the door. We got to open that door. We have to react. And so we see here in Hebrews 11 and 8, we see, we see that Abram, Abraham, he reacted and he leaped forward and he just went. He didn't know where he was going, but he heard that knock and, and he opened the door. He went by way of obedience and, and, and by the way God showed him. And so Revelations tells us here, it says, hear my voice and open the door. Then I will come into him and dine with him. Right? Fellowship. <laughs> it's about the fellowship of the saints, uh, fellowship of your spirit to the spirit of God and building up so that we can go out, so that we can put the metal to the grind, so that we can go out and so we can share and so that we can be the example in our households first, so that we can be the provider, so we can be the cover, so that we can be the procreator, so that we can be the multiplier in our house and with the things that God has with us. God is waiting. Amen. This is a connotation of, 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 of counting. I behold, I stand at the door and not. If any man hear my voice, open the door, then I will come to him and die. I'm going to come to him. I'm, the word is nigh thee, right? It's in your mouth. It gets in your eyes. It gets, and then it becomes a part of you. And then you begin to speak it out. And he's dining with you. He's supping with you. He's fellowshipping with you. Becomes a regular routine. And as you begin to hear it, and anyone that you dine with and sup with, that's why you must be careful who you dine with, who you sup with, because <laughs> you eventually, it's, it's a dining is a place of rest. It's a place of conformity. Whoever you're dining with, eventually you're going to come into agreement with them. And so it says here with him and he with me. So, so mutual, there must be a mutual context of agreement. And so Abraham was with God and God talked about the stars in the sky. And then he, in between, he referenced uh, the dust of the air, uh, the dust of the earth, that this seed is going to be more than the star of the sky. And then it's going to exceed the dust on the earth. In between, those two in, in one context in Genesis, um, Abraham says, God, I got stuff, man. I got all kind of stuff, but I don't have a seed. I don't have a seed. But God was yet talking to him about father of many nations, father of many nations. You're going to be a father, Abraham, because you believe me. Matter of fact, that, that strip, the Gaza area and, and, and all that, um, going to be yours, right? I'm going to give it to you, right? It's going to, you're going to take that over just by his obedience. So when we look at the connotation of what context of what God was promising him, he, he directed his path and he went in, right? And, and he went to the things that God had for him. And so we see here, Amen. That Abraham had purpose, and I'm not quite ready for this scripture yet in Isaiah 61 and one, right? Because we 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 haven't reached and we haven't tapped into the purpose field of who we are 
uh, to create action behind it. We're just talking about the fellowship. We're just talking about coming in and trusting God and by faith believing in him so that we can sup with him, so that we can fellowship with him. We can get a true introspection what it's really about, <coughs> excuse me, what it's really about uh, relative to the gospel and how our gifts and our talents should and will make room for us. So, um, we, we I'll, I'll go to this one right here. You are special to God. He knows the very hairs and, and the, the number of hairs on your head. You lose one, you lose 10, he'll know. And so he is concerned about your gift and your call and who you are, glory to God. And Proverbs 27 addresses something about the spirit of man. It's the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. The spirit of man is the candle. Spirit of man, right? Let, let me make sure it didn't say the spirit of God. It said the spirit of man. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The igniting aspect, the illuminance, the, 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 the broadening of, of territory on the earthly realm with tripartite. So we are the only ones that have authority on the earth. And we must come into agreement with God and come into agreement with what he says and who he says. And so the igniting of our spirit as the candle of the Lord. And so allow us to drive um, into the things that he says for us. It allows Joshua and Caleb to say, we are well able to take this land because they believe the promises of God and they didn't stagger like the other other spies who said, man, we can't take the land. There's giants in the land and we can't do nothing. Truly it is the land flowing with milk and honey. So they told half the truth. Uh, the other, other truth was they needed to believe God and go in there and get it. But they said, we are well able to take glory to God. And so we go forth upon the earth and we share the good news of the gospel. And so we're tied in, man, we're tied in to the things of God. And when we believe him, there's mind altering and blowing of things of things to dispel the enemy and to get him out of our way, right? It says here in Chronicles, Second Chronicles 16 and 9, it says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Man, he's looking for you, but you plan tiddlywinks, man, but you uh, someone with the fellas, man, you, he, he wants to use you as an instrument to impact change in this domain, right? In this domain. So his eyes are going to and fro. He's looking for you throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose hearts is perfect toward him. Your heart is perfect toward God. You have laid before him. You've put in the time and you've burnt up the frivolous things of the world at the altar, the lust for alcoholism and drug addiction, 
you let it go at the altar and you burn that thing up and Christ paid the price anyway. So the the sweet soul of the Savior of the Lamb has exonerated you and set you free from the curse of death, hell, and the grave. And so you are at liberty to walk and to receive the Spirit of God that's going to and fro looking for men and women whose heart on the behalf of whose heart is perfect toward him. In him, the, thou has done foolishly. Herein, y'all had yet herein, thou has done foolishly. Therefore, and henceforth, thou shalt have wars. Don't do foolishness. Don't do craziness. Let God into your heart and stop fighting against it, right? There's wars, rumors of wars across the earth. And there's men and women who's battling and fighting, trying to identify themselves and find themselves. Well, Abraham knew right away when he heard the voice of God, it was God. And not only that, he knew that he wanted to, and he, he acknowledged it, and then he believed him, and he received it, and he went on. Glory to God. And God made him Abram, father to Abraham, father of many nations. Come on, people. God is looking for you. He's looking. His eyes are going to and fro. Glory to God. Amen. And so we see that he's looking for a man after his own heart. Right? He fired Saul. He got rid of Saul because Saul, Saul didn't understand about relationship, about, about something at the table with God and, and hearing uh, and the knock and opening the door. The knock that he was concerned about, the knock that he heard was the people. He was afraid of the people. Thank God that Abram, Abraham wasn't, he wasn't necessarily afraid of the people from the aspect of what he needed to do before God. He knew that, that God could make himself a, a, his own lamb. He could raise up his son. He just knew it, man, just because of the relationship they had and because of their togetherness. And we need the men, we need the men to graduate those that haven't and those, <coughs> and those that have graduated to go further and to dig deeper and to climb higher in the things of God, to hear God and to obey him. Glory to God. Hear him and obey him in the fellowship of his love, in the fellowship of his provision. Without God, nothing is possible. In God and with God, all things are possible. And so Abraham, Abram, heard the voice of God and he realized that. And so he gave in and he gave up and he formed relationship with the God of our salvation. And so God, the spirit of God, amen. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. After you've resolved who you are and after you have unto the fellowship, your spirit to his spirit, and after you have identified who you are, 
it's time to work on operating in what he called you to do. It's time to start operating with your heavenly authority granted to you upon the earth. And so in Isaiah 61 and 1, King James says, For the Spirit of God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach. He's glory to God, good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to open up the prison to them that are bound. Right, you can't get to this point until you hear him as he's knocking and open up the door and he come in and he sees your heart and y'all fellowship one to another, right? It says here um, in the Isaiah 61 and one, you're an instrument now, me for the master's use, even though this is Old Testament. And so he says here, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to claim liberty to the captives. Man, when you're free, you can claim liberty. You can talk about it. You can be a witness and you can show people through that Holy Ghost experience right? It's all about impact. Now, God wants you to impact Abraham. Abram impacted the environment where he was at, man. He went into Egypt and he didn't tell the man that, hey, that was my wife. He told him it was my sister. Well, that's what he told him to tell. But the man had a revelation and he knew he was a man of God. He gave him some silver, some gold, some cow. He said, man, get out of here. Get out of here for your God curse me. Right. That's the kind of favor he had. That's what kind of favor God wants to render and to move over your life and to move over what it is that he has for you. Right. Abraham, father of many nations, he want to make you into something to leave a legacy upon the earth. And so where are you right now? Where are you at? What is it that you are moving through and canceling through? Do you hear the knock of Jesus knocking on the door? And, and, and will you open it, open up that door so he can come in and have fellowship with you, your spirit to his spirit? And yea, the deep places, the deep places will elevate you and escalate you, escalate y'all, escalate you and bring you to a high place that you never knew that you could be in. It's going to bring you to a place to allow you to be used by God, me for the master's use. It's going to allow you to fight the battles against the enemy and be successful and be victorious. It allow Abraham to be transformed into Abram, um, Abraham, Abram to Abraham. It allow him when God told him to take your son to the hills and valley of Moriah and sacrifice him, he still spoke about faith over what he knew God could do. And God himself would find him own self, a lamb 
for the slaughter to raise them up. And so you better believe it. You need to believe that you are the tool for this day and this time, these evil days and times to do abundantly above all that you could ever understand and expect. And so Abraham had a seed of multiplication upon the earth. He had stuff. He had over 300 trained men of war and he had cattle. He had sheep. He had oxen. He had duck, geese, lamb. And so he had a part T of support. And he wanted to, to his blood seed, to his land line, and to the people of who God are. Amen. He wanted to leave some things to you and I. But it can't happen unless we conform to what the image that God has for us. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about the Joneses. It's not about um, the, the news and all those things. What's God's, what is he saying to you? And, and when he's knocking on that door, are you there to open it and to answer it? Or are you running and making excuses well, Abraham didn't make an excuse, right? He went to it and he went forward. And we can see when he went into Egypt, out of Egypt, um, he went to another land. And I can't remember that land. He told the wife to be the sister. And, you know, the man was going to take her for, the, for his bride. And he had a dream. He said, man, get out of here. I'm going to give you this silver and go and don't come back because your God's going to curse me. And so everywhere he went, he was a blessing, but he got stuff, man, and, and assets. He had things to make of himself and his son a nation, right? God told him. So that's what he operated in. And so on today, fathers are key in the area of hearing from God, according to scripture, and walking in it, right? And he did. Um, doesn't say where he told his wife, Sarah, he was going to take his son and sacrifice him, right? Sarah would have like said, no, nah, bro, you're not taking my baby. And God said, what? You crazy. But he didn't. He took him, but he believed, ultimately believed God could raise him up and ultimately provide, <laughs> provide himself a sacrifice, and ultimately that's what happened. And so men bring dreams, they bring vision, and they're apt for provision and protection and covering. And so that's the word on today, men of God, do you hear God and obey? So Hebrews 11 and 8, amen. God bless everyone on today. and. Have a good day. Happy Father's Day.